0: All right, my name's Paul. I've got autism, and I make random videos about my version of autism. Stick them on the internet. That's it. Um, I'm going to be honest, I'm doing a video like right now, obviously, because I wouldn't be sat here doing this bit. <laughs> um, and I'm doing it during a time where I'm having low mood, depression you know, poor mental health over a work-related issue. And I've done uh, videos called The Butterfly Effect, um, which is sort of basically talking you through what's going on in my life too, as to where it's come from, uh, what my plan is to get out of it and all those things. Um, So if you're wondering where it's come from, it's there um, to see for all the world. Um, But what I've decided to do Um, is to do a video right now whether it'll ever see the light of day or not I'm not sure obviously because I'm not feeling great and it won't come across great but at the same time and I'm battling with myself because I always said I'd be honest and open and I'm not here to uh, you know be happy shiny fluffy and friendly I'm here to be real with you so um yeah what the topic is otherwise I'll just talk about nonsense uh (laughs) what the topic is it's about. it's tips, basically. You know, I've, I've never really been a big fan of doing videos about giving tips. If I can't walk a mile in the shoes of those tips. Um, and you'll have to excuse me touching my face. I've had a shower and my beard just feels like it's crawling up my face when I've had a shower. Um, so it really irritates. Um, but yeah, uh, when, when it comes to tip videos, Like I say, I'm not the biggest fan of doing them unless I can walk a mile in the shoes of the tips I'm giving. And obviously I don't profess to be a mental health expert by any stretch of the imagination, but with the autism, my mood is naturally a low mood, you know, and I have to fight to just sit on the normal shelf with everyone else mood wise. Um, But sometimes when things, you know, when too many things are thrown at you, you can only bat so many away before something hits you and makes you feel low again. Um, and being male as well, I think is important. Um, hopefully you can tell that I'm male. Um, but you know, I think mental health in males is as misunderstood as autism in females, because you know, it's, uh, there are a lot of stereotypes around men, there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of confusion being a male. You know, it's sort of like, you know, you live in a world where there's a lot of people saying men and women are equal, um, but then you're still expected to pay for a first date. Uh, you know, that doesn't really make any sense if we're equal. You know, and men would pay for dates because women in the olden days didn't work, and now they do, and they earn far more than far more than men. Because they work in better jobs nine times out of ten, but then you know this little skivvy still has to uh, pay for a for a date, you know, buy a diamond ring for a for an engagement. You know, <laughs> it's, uh, I'm obviously just riffing nonsense, but what I'm getting at is there is a there is a confusion when you are a man with your mental health of what you're allowed to show and what you're not allowed to show, and I don't think it's fair. Um, you know, and it has taken the lives of famous people as well as us nobodies. And, uh, you know, it's a, it's a horrible thing that that's overlooked and what I want to do whilst I am low and whilst I don't feel great is give you 10 tips that I'm trying to live by, um, and try and explain them as well, I suppose, as best I can, but obviously my head's not in it. So I might trip over my tongue. I might stutter. I might completely lose my train of thought, which I think I've already done twice. So, Let's roll. And obviously before I do start, what I will say is these are my tips for me and I'm only sharing them just in case they help anyone 1% more than before they press play on the video. That's it. I'm only here for the good team, not the bad. Okay. So tip number one would be, and it's going to be obvious, but I didn't take this advice, <laughs> and that's take it seriously. Your mental health. Don't put on that you're okay. If you're not okay, you're not okay. You know, I I put on an act for everyone that everything's all hunky-dory. I take on far more work than I should, and that's mentally correct for me. You know, there'll be a team of people around me on exactly the same wage or more. And yet I'm the one doing more work because I'm the fool who takes it on and then I get stressed and then I go back in with a big pretend smile plastered all over my mask. No, got to take it seriously because when you're off, like I am, I'm, I'm off work right now when I'm doing this video, everyone else is just cracking on. They're still doing the same job. They're still getting paid the same way, you know, and, and then there's me sat here now suffering being really down in the dumps and not being able to uh, muster any energy for anything. And it's horrible I don't know, because I've been putting on that. I am okay because I think I am. But the reality is if I could, you know, if like, let's say there was a sensible side that could step outside of myself and have a word, it'd be like, come on, Paul, you ain't right, son. You know, you need to be uh, looking out for yourself um, because the crazy thing is I used to be, cutthroat. I used to be so to the bone, you know, I, but then it was only because I wanted to be valuable that I tried to lose that. And I became too soft and malleable for people in a workplace. And, you know, it's like, there's a three tier system of people. There are good people, normal people, and bad people. And the good people are rare. And I'm trying to be good. But good people get exploited by normal and bad people, and obviously, as it uh, depending on where you would go, would depend on the fallout um but you've got to take it seriously because otherwise you end up like I am right now, and I'll obviously get to a couple of points further on to explain why it's not fun to feel the way I do right now um but that'll lead on to tip number two, which would be don't wait too long to make a change, so you know if you recognize sooner that. You're not really shaking it off, that you're not really getting that recharge time that you need, that your rest days don't really rest you, that your hobbies aren't interesting as as they used to. Your food interest has changed and you've got to pull the plug out at some point, you know, you've got to be able to drain that away. You can't just keep going, carrying on doing what you're doing and thinking something else is going to change for for the better for all the things that surround you which bring you down because that won't happen naturally it can't you have to be the instigator and you have to make the change like I ended up doing but I didn't take it seriously and I waited too long to make the change because I nearly went off before a new boss started but I wanted to give him the benefit of the doubt but ultimately I was already burnt out at that stage and then I ran on fumes and then when I, I finally went off I just mentally collapsed, I suppose is a good way of putting it, you know? So you need to make the change sooner because otherwise it gets harder to rebuild. You know, it's like, I don't know. It's like having cardboard bricks, you know, and that's what you've got to rebuild a wall with. Um, But the more you wait, the more chance it will rain. The rain will get on the cardboard bricks and you can't build a wall when all the bricks are wet and soggy. Terrible analogy, isn't it? But uh, I know what I mean. (laughs) Hopefully you do as well. Um, Tip number three, and that is stop worrying what other people are going to think. You know, If you're going to need to go off work, then you know what you do. And if you need to not attend events or hobbies or continue whatever it is you enjoy with other people, because you're not enjoying it anymore and you've got to look out for yourself, and one of one of the things i i didn't go off because i was too worried about everybody else worried about work being extra for people what people might say and what i've come to realize being off is that the good people understand not everybody will you know but i've had a couple of people reach out you know what someone i work with who i'm not the closest with but you know they we don't have our you know personal number or anything but you you know, like found me on linkedin and sent me a personal message just saying let me know if you need anything i know you're off um you know a couple of other guys who do have my personal number they've they've kept in touch which you know, i was appreciated um and if people are going to badmouth you then they're just terrible people you know you don't if they if they have a problem with you looking after yourself and your mental health if they have a problem with that then you need to Reevaluate those people and how much interest you give them in the future because a good person wouldn't do that. Tip number four is that you don't, just don't feel like you need to explain yourself. I made the mistake of explaining myself. You know, I was telling people before I was going off that I feel like I need to go off, but I don't want to because I feel like this and this thing is doing that to me and I just went to town on it. And then when I went to the doctor, I went prepared with the absolutes of what was bothering me, doing my own root cause analysis and basically going in there, telling the doctor what I I feel I need to come out of it. But what I realized is I was underselling me because I was making it about everything else. But I was still trying to explain it rather than going, you know, like if I'd have just gone into the doctors and said, I don't feel like me anymore. That would have been the answer. And when you don't feel like you, it's a horrible feeling because it's the unknown. You don't know why you don't like the things you like usually anymore. You don't know why your morals or your you know, your good compass that you would normally have or whatever it might be. You don't know why you just don't seem to follow it anymore. And I don't know, I just, it's a horrible feelings. You feel like you lose yourself and it's not nice. And uh, like I said, if I'd have just gone into the doctors and said that, I just don't feel like me anymore. That would have been for the doctor to pick me apart instead rather than me trying to give the doctor every ounce of everything I could possibly muster. Um, to try to help them. What is wrong with me? Why am I trying to help everybody else instead of me? You know, just don't feel like you have to explain yourself to anyone. If you just need to say, I'm not feeling great, I just need time. That's enough. It's Again, going back to, you know, the, uh, the third tip, good people understand. You don't have to do everything for them. But tip number five, and that's work can wait. I, when I worked for, you know, video two that I did where I say, you know, why I had to be diagnosed, you know, that I, 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 I needed to have been gone off with stress. I don't know, for maybe three out of the seven or eight years, I was actually there because of, you know I was bullied. And I see that now. You know, I was spoken to disgusting, disgusting manner. Um, you know, the sort of ways that if somebody would speak to you like that in public, you punch them in the face, you know, but when you're in a place where you can't do that, you feel bullied and it was horrible and hate bullies, <laughs> hate it. And, um, you know, the last place I worked, I did go off for the first time in my life with stress at 36, I think I was, and, uh, I was so angry again, you know, cause it's like, why do I have to suffer? Cause other people can't listen. You know, and obviously, if I could tell you the full extent of things, you'd completely understand the where I'm coming from, you know? But like, for instance, the last place COVID had just started, my employer wasn't going to pay for any PPE, like the masks or anything like this, We could, and then wanted to send us, the team I was working in, into more high-risk places where we could transmit COVID to care patients, elderly and vulnerable people, So he wasn't going to pay for PPE and wanted us to go into more high risk places. The guy was an absolute clown and he wasn't listening. And I was not willing to do that. So I was like, I've got to go off. You know? Um but you know, work can wait. Because like like people say, you know, they you you kill yourself for a workplace and they'll replace you in a month. You know, you're easily replaceable, but you're not replaceable at home. You're not replaceable for, you know, if you, let's say you dropped at work and you had a cat or a dog at home, I ain't getting fed. You know what I mean? You, you've just got to, like, you know, like work isn't personal. Work, unless it's your company or you have a controlling stake in it, it's not personal. And I need to teach myself that a lot more. I need to have like a mantra on the back of my door every day. See it. Pull a visor down in the car and there it is. Just to like give me a constant reminder that I shouldn't take work personally. I get paid to do the job that I'm employed to do and I do it during them hours. I shouldn't be interested outside of that. But try telling this guy that. You know? and uh It isn't good when you do that. If your workplace cared about you, they'd they'd show it because you'd be doing personal development. You'd have regular one-to-ones. Any concerns would be, you know, quashed and rectified. You'd be, you know, you'd be able to raise issues when you are autistic and you'd be able to say, you know, this is a problem and they would listen to that and they'd try and find a way to make it better and If you've got a workplace that shows they care, then yeah, you can have a personal investment. But if they don't, you need to care about them as much as they care about you. If they're not going to personally invest in you, then you'd better not invest in them. Just do what you get paid to do because work can wait. Um, A bonus tip around work would be to know your sickness absence policy. Find it. Ask for it. You're entitled to see all your policies. It's a legal requirement to see see your employer's uh, policies. Um, if they obviously um, extend to you, which they will do. But you want to know the absence policy because you want to know how long you've got to work there to hit amounts that you would get paid while you're off because some employers are kinder than others in that respect Um, because some then drop you to half pay. Some will put you on a disciplinary if you go off again within a certain time period, which is the most stupid thing I've ever heard in my life. You know, Literally, if I went back to work, from being stressed and that night I go to the shop and trip over you know, something in the car park and break my ankle and have to go off again, I'll get a disciplinary for going off again. It's absolutely insane. Uh, but no use sickness absence policy, what I'm trying to get at is is because if you've got your bills to pay, you're going to need to know how long you're going to get paid for properly. You know, you need to know when you're going to trigger the return to work interview. You need to know when you're going to trigger an occupational health discussion, which is usually about 12 weeks in, because occupational health, with my experience I've had with them, is a horrible experience. They talk to you like they're basically trying to tell you you've done something wrong. You're wrong for being off. And they will tell you on the call, as they have done for me in the past, I can overrule what the doctor says. And that makes you feel great but know your sickness absence policy because it'll tell all in there and that will stop surprises coming up when you don't feel great anyway (sighs) tip number six and that is to definitely for me (laughs) is don't try to fill your time so because i'm off and i'm not in work i've I have this thing that I I can't rest, I have to keep my brain moving at a 1000 miles an hour, regardless whether I'm in work or personal time. I've told people who've watched me before, I've got games on one screen at the computer, I've got like some sort of TV, like a, I don't know, wrestling or Marvel or something on the other screen or watching a YouTube channel on the other screen. I'm learning Spanish on my phone at night. And just, this is all sorts of things that I'm just, I've am just i just got to keep my head busy. But what I've found though is since I've been off, you know, I'm down. I don't enjoy my hobbies. So I'm just doing what I do, but I'm not enjoying it. You know, and a lot of people will tell you Oh, well, when you're off, you know, don't just stay in. Make sure you get up early, you get out, you get dressed, you go for a walk, you get some fresh air, go to the local coffee shop, get yourself a takeaway coffee, get back home, you'll feel better for it. No, going outside is my trigger. That is one of the things that will bring me stress, you know? So if I need, like today, I did something I don't think I've ever done. I got up this morning, I went downstairs, had a coffee, and I sat at the kitchen table for about two hours. I've never done that. It's usually everything is part of a chain. It's go get the coffee, go to the computer, load it up, play the game. You know, and it's sort of like everything has this motion to it. But what I've been trying to do since I've been off is I've been trying to remove things because I've not been enjoying, like I say, I've not enjoyed food. Not enjoyed my hobbies I've not enjoyed anything I would normally I'm just doing things because I'm doing it and because I'm not getting any joy out of it I've decided to just not do them you know and by not filling your time it will give you time to think and you know that I was sat at the table this morning and put these ten things together because I've been trying to live by them myself um and I think if you don't fill your time obviously keep your time full if you're going to have things in your uh, mind that are detrimental, of course. But um, for me, it's I've got to I've got to rebuild. It's kind of like I've just got to do enough to get the engine going again. And by just doing the same things, I feel like the fumes haven't run out that, you know, that brought me to the dance of being off, um, to be honest. Um, tip number seven again this is more for me um but you know i've you know i've not been enjoying my food so i've been eating everything just because it's there you know like i have i have certain rules of what i eat and don't eat in the week versus the weekend same with drink and i've just been eating everything the rules have gone and i've been putting a lot of weight on um and I've been going to bed bothered because I'm heavier. I'm waking up feeling fatter and I'm instantly angry. But you know what I've been trying to tell myself? Paul, it is what it is. You know, yeah, you put extra weight on because you haven't got the headspace to figure food out. It's all right, mate, because once you get yourself back on the horse and you're back to being fighting fit again, then you can sort out the food. But until then, I'm not saying go nuts, but don't think about it. Don't worry if your pants are a bit tight. Just, you know, it is what it is, is what I'm trying to get at. So if you're like me and you end up uh, just, you know, going all, <laughs> you know, the gloves are off, you can have whatever you want, don't beat yourself up for it because it do not do you any favours. Um, Tip number eight would be to have small victories. You know, we live in a world where people aren't happy unless they've got 100,000 subscribers on YouTube or, you know, 100,000 followers and likes on Instagram when they're sticking the backside out and pouting lips and unless they've got a massive house, 10 cars, X amount of money in the bank. When you're down, like, you know what I mean? Like, my beard might look a bit mental, but that's because I've had a shower today and you don't know how serious that is. That's massive for me. It took me spinning my mind and I got up at half past seven today and at two o'clock I had a shower. It took all that time. And this is off days of telling yourself, you've got to do it today. You've got to do it today. And I finally got in there, finally had the shower and good lad. You know, I'm celebrating that. If you wake up and You know, you look out the window and it's your favorite type of weather, celebrate it. If you're driving somewhere and you hit three green lights in a row, celebrate it. You know, just try to find pleasure in the smallest of things. Be humble with them, you know, because if you're aiming high and hard when you don't have the energy for that, I don't know how you'll ever get out of it, you know, because I'm. Glad I got in the shower, put it that way. Um, Tip number nine is pen and paper. You know, I don't... I'm a a massive fan of pen and paper. Pen. (laughs) The pen I always play with. Um, I don't even know if this pen works anymore, to be honest. it just... Anyway, um, but what I'm saying is I keep everything in my head, you know, and what I'm going to do, what I need to do, how I should be, what's going on, why don't I feel great today, this, that. And it's just It's just manic. So you need to write things down to see what you want, see what you need. You know, even if it's your small victories, you could write them down for the next day, you know, a couple of hours before you get to bed, pen and paper down saying, right, tomorrow I'm going to push myself to get dressed before 10 o'clock in the morning. I'm going to, you know, if if I tick that, then I might push myself a bit further and... You know, I might say that before bed, I will have showered that day or, you know, when you start getting a bit better, because I'm not even there yet to this one. You know, I will walk to the coffee shop, get a takeaway coffee and come back. Um, but when you can see it, when it is there, when it's not allowed to just come and go out of your mind and you've got your evidence, you can only give yourself the small victories that are actually achievable. Don't beat yourself up if you don't get them. But, you know, you've got to give yourself something to aim for instead of just sitting there being bothered by things. And the pen and paper is your evidence. You know, stick, stick it on Post-it notes and put it on a couple of doors around the place. And, you know, give yourself... To me, for me, for someone like me, it it's so much more effective than keeping it in my mind. You know, it's like a shopping list, I suppose. You know, if I keep it... 10 things in my head, I'm not going to remember 10 things. I'm going to go to the shop, probably buy two of the, two off the list and another 10 things that weren't even considered. Um, so maybe that one's a bit personal, but that's what I'm going with. I think it's a good thing. It does work for me because that was mine today was I've got to have that shower. I didn't give myself a time limit, but the goal was a shower. And the sort of little bonus I'd put underneath is once you've showered, you can get in... You know, the fresh pyjamas, fresh clothes. You know, don't forget your, your, your blue comfy sweatpants are in the bottom drawer. <laughs> You're only allowed to put them on if you have that shower. So all that was that if I'm sounding crazy with this, I apologize. I'm just open. That's what I'm, that's what I'm here for. And uh, number 10 is something that I'm very big on. And that is you are important too. Not much more needs to be said about that, but you are, you know, you are down in the dumps. You're off work. You are off with friends. You're off with family. You're stressed. Things which are easy are now hard. Things you like, you now don't like. You've got to figure that out. You can talk to a therapist. You can visit a doctor. You can talk with your best friend. You can do everything you want. But when it is all said and done, nothing and no one can pull you out of that except you, you have to be stronger than the person you see in the mirror. And the only way to do that is to remind yourself just how important you are. Just because you might not feel it, it doesn't mean you're not important. You'll be important to someone. And if not someone, like I said, you know, I've got my little puppy, George. He needs feeding. I'm important to him to so get fed. I've got my cat, Dexter. He needs food, you know, so even though yeah, you, because you know, it you know when you are down in the dumps, it does knock you. You do get bothered. You don't feel your self worth, but you have to keep at the forefront of your mind just how important you are, because you're the only person you're left with at the end of the day. You're the person that when you've travelled somewhere, when you're out at even at the shop, when you're getting dressed, when you're having a shower, when you're going to bed, when you're talking to someone, the decisions you make, all of these things are you. You've got to give yourself the self worth that you will then be able to implement. The other tips that I've given, If if you know you're important, you will take it seriously. You won't wait too long to make a change. You won't worry too much what other people think when you need to take it seriously. You'll know that you don't need to explain yourself. You'll know work can wait. You'll know you don't have to fill your time. You'll know you don't have to worry about the little things with weight. You'll know you can celebrate small victories and you'll know you'll have the sense to be able to plan what you need to plan to hopefully get yourself out of there. So even if you get your pen and paper and you write on there that I am important too, and you staple it all over the place, or stick it because we don't want to damage the walls, you are important too. And if you know that, that'll help you get where you need to be. I'm important, and I'll get there. That are my 10 tips. And until next time, keep smiling.